You are not in control of what the universe throws your way, but you are in control of your emotional reaction to those obstacles. And your emotional reactions control your perception of reality because your brain likes to seek out patterns. And when you start to habitually see the bad or the good in what's happening to you, you'll notice it everywhere. So what I'm trying to say is if you choose to see stress and challenges as a game, then life is going to be fun. But if you see them as a burden, life is not going to be so fun. Welcome to the Wellness Wave podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Locke, and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So with that, let's create waves. Hello, my dear friends. Welcome back to the Wellness Wave podcast. My name is Sarah. If you are new here, and if you are not new here, well, then you clearly have delectable taste. My community's got mad style. What can I say? Grab yourself that grounding beverage. Today, I just, I got the suja. It's um, the citrus immunity. I just was craving something more refreshing. I had a mushroom mocha this morning and then a chai latte. And then when I went grocery shopping, I decided to get my very first PSL of the season, even though it's like almost 100 degrees outside still. I started recording my fall reset, refresh, get ready for the cozy season vlog today. So it felt right. As you can see, I've got my brown on. I'm really wanting cool weather, pumpkins, coziness. I just am so sick of the summer. We are no longer in our hot girl summer era. Let me just tell you that. I've also got some water because to be honest, I have a headache and I don't really feel like recording this episode, but this is the perfect segue into the topic we are discussing today, which is when things don't go as planned, which tends to happen a lot more frequently than most of us would probably like, but we can either see these detours as setbacks or we can look at them as an adventure to explore uncharted territory, things that we may have not stumbled across, a little side quest, if you will. A few weeks ago, right after I got back from New York, I was really busy planning my birthday party, which was so much fun. If you didn't see my reel, it's right there. Oh, it's so cute. My vision really came to life. But anyways, the week before that, I was definitely feeling a bit stressed because I had never really planned an event quite like this before. It wasn't huge, but it was definitely several leaps up from previous parties that I've planned on my own. I did have help and support. Thank goodness. But like I said, I was stressing the week before. I was spending a lot of money. I was trying to coordinate with people who I thought were coming, but then weren't coming, but then were coming again. And in my head, I kept going down that rabbit hole of, oh, like no one actually wants to come to my party. I don't have any real friends. They all secretly hate me. 
maybe it wasn't that dramatic, but there were a couple moments where I was like, why am I even doing this? No one's going to show up. It's like when you have a have a nightmare about some, somehow ending up in school naked, it was that kind of energy. Like it would never actually happen, but subconsciously you're terrified of it because that would be terrible. <laughs> it would be terrible, but also you'd be fine. You'd get over it. You'd learn and grow and evolve from that experience. But for a little bit of context, if you watched my last vlog, you'll know that I did not have AC in my apartment for a good month. We did get a portable unit, but it was a long time that our actual AC system was not working, so our energy bill was through the roof, and parts of the home were still really muggy and uncomfortable. And we just had a lot of issues getting in touch with the maintenance and staff at our apartment complex. It's a whole thing. We're pretty sure that our complex switched management maybe about a year ago. And ever since then, things have just been dwindling and going further and further downhill. But anyways, we finally got the AC fixed. Lo and behold, I come home after grocery shopping. I was having some wrist and hand pain. Patrick was supposed to be home and he wasn't yet. I was just frustrated because I didn't have help bringing the groceries in. And I come in, there's water all over our kitchen counter. And there had been water all over our kitchen counter the night before, but we had just assumed it was from a garbage bag because sometimes we'll put like old grocery bags on top of the counter to use for a little temporary trash can. So I thought it was that. Turns out, there's water coming from an electrical outlet or socket on our wall that is on the other side of our indoor air conditioning units. <sighs> Obviously, that was a really unexpected turn of events. Was not prepared for it. Like I said, I was already in a somewhat emotionally vulnerable state. I'm also pretty sure I was already getting sick at this point. I ended up having a little bug earlier this week. I'm better now, but definitely still getting back into the groove of things and still have like a little bit of that nasally, chesty congestion. But yeah, so I was already feeling myself getting sick and under the weather, but I was like, I just gotta push through because I have this party and I've been planning it and planning it. And yeah, I come in, there's water coming from my outlets. Fortunately, I have done marketing for a an HVAC company, an electrician, and a plumber. So I have a little bit of knowledge about the workings of the home. Our maintenance guys came and I just knew they were, they did not know what they were doing, what they were talking about. They poured Drano down the drain pan and our apartment reeked of Drano for hours, which is like literally poison. You should not be breathing that in for hours. Honestly, I'm sure that's part of why I got sick. So maybe I wasn't feeling sick. Actually, I think I wasn't feeling sick until right after this. So I bet that contributed. Oh yeah, when this happened, we like couldn't reach the emergency line. It was just all, everything compiling at once. And I got so overwhelmed. I kind of raged a little bit. I had like a freaking tantrum. Um, I was crying on the phone with my mom and dad because I just didn't know what to do. And you know, my dad is, is on the phone. Like you need to calm down right now because I was, I was losing it a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Patrick had to be like, girl, you need to chill, 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 shh. But things worked out. I actually had a great opportunity to reach out to the front office. Now, I'm not gonna say I was rude because I definitely was not rude, but I was 
clearly upset and understandably upset and was giving, you're not going to walk all over me anymore. We need to, to figure out some kind of compensation because of all that we've been going through the past couple of months. And while I, that's still kind of in the works, at the very least, it was good practice for me to stand up for myself and to not, you know, not be afraid of, oh, if I go off on them a little bit, then they're not going to want to help me and my life's going to be even harder, blah, 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 blah. No, stop that. If you have not already watched or heard my last podcast episode on breaking that habit of chronic apologizing, that's a good one for you to listen to if you find yourself doing this. If you're in a situation where you have to be a little bit demanding and those situations do come up, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. That is a phrase that kept coming up over and over again last week or whenever I was dealing with all of this. And it's so true. So if you need something, you have to ask for it. You can't just sit back and hope it comes to you. You can't just be passive in your life. This is your life. You must be an active participant. You're the main character, the lead role, baby. The spotlight is on you, at least in your brain it should be. I'm not saying that you should have a big ego and not be humble, but you should love yourself. And that means asking for what you want and demanding it sometimes. Before we get any deeper, I wanna do a little bit of a card reading. Just a simple pull. I love this deck so much. She's so beautiful. It's the Herbal Astrology Oracle by Adriana Ayeles, who is the founder of Anima Mundi, an herbal um, apothecary that's based out of Brooklyn. Love, 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 not sponsored. It's just genuine, genuinely a huge fan. And so we're talking about when things don't go as planned, how to maintain our composure, how to get clarity on what the next steps are, finding opportunities to learn, expand, Ugh, get out of here. This mail is going off today. Anyways, looking where we can find opportunities to... Oh, well, a card just fell out. I feel like that's our card, don't you? Dandelion, wounded healer. The dandelion is the wounded healer. Upright, this card signifies wounded healer wounds as tools to awaken. Are you kidding? Literally what we just were talking about. Healing journey, inner child healing. The English word for dandelion comes from the French dent de lion, or, or maybe it's like dent de leon. I don't know. <laughs> or a lion's teeth referring to the spiky pointed shape of the plant. The French also called this plant pissenlit or pee the bed due to its diuretic powers. Native Americans used it to treat kidney disease, swelling, skin problems, heartburn, and upset stomach. Traditional Chinese medicine used it for stomach problems, appendicitis, breast inflammation, and to assist mothers with milk production. In Europe, it has been used to relieve fever and treat boils, eye problems, diabetes, and diarrhea. Dandelion is a survivor. It has an extraordinary ability to withstand hardship and thrive in disturbed environments. Let's read the guidance. 
Zanzaline is here to remind you that you can thrive regardless of your circumstances. Take ownership over your wounds, find gratitude in the lessons, dive deep into the depths of your origins and use your wounding to further define the purpose and healing you are here to transmit and share with the world. Don't let your pain define your personality, but draw from it for strength and purpose. Like Chiron, you were born from the seeds of higher order and intelligence. Embrace this great healing power you've been given and go beyond the outlined path. Okay, period. Cosmic energy, show up. Reveal uh, the truth to us. Look at how beautiful this card is. Dandelion is so nutritious. And it's obviously like a weed. It grows everywhere. Mmm. Love this card. This was really a big, a big meal staple in during the Great Depression. Um, obviously, be careful eating dandelions now because they could have all sorts of pesticides and stuff on them. Yikes. Anyways. But wow. What were we literally just talking about? We're talking about how obstacles can serve us and strengthen us. That's literally what the dandelion represents. No matter what wounds, what pains, obstacles, challenges, adversities stand in our way, they have so much to offer us still. We just have to learn how to look at it the right way. And that's by no means invalidating your pain or suffering or saying that it's wrong to feel uncomfortable feelings and you know you, you don't have to find the good in everything sometimes things are just bad but the good in something that's bad is that it's going to teach you resilience it's going to make you stronger and it's going to show you that you're so much more capable than you give yourself credit for so dandelion while we are in the act of stealing from creators let's read a passage from this beautiful book the creative act a way of being by Rick Rubin. By this point, I'm sure you've seen this guy everywhere, and that is because it is, it puts my entire understanding of art and creation into words that just make so much sense. It's like thoughts that I've had, but written so eloquently and concisely. I just love it. I think most of us have actually had a lot of, a lot of these thoughts, especially if you're an artist or a real creative individual, but even if you're not, there's a good chance you've thought about these things. I wanted to read on connected detachment. Possibility. Consider detaching from the story of your life as it's happening. The manuscript of the novel you're working on for years is lost in a fire. Your romantic relationship breaks up when you thought it was going well. You lose a job you care about. As hard as it may seem, seek to experience events like these as if you're watching a movie. You're observing a dramatic scene where the protagonist faces a seemingly insurmountable challenge. It's you, but it's not you. Instead of sinking into the pain of heartbreak or the stress of being laid off or the grief of loss, if practicing detachment, the response might be, I wasn't expecting that plot twist. I wonder what's going to happen to our hero next. There's always a next scene, and that next scene may be one of great beauty and fulfillment. The hard times were the required setup to allow these new possibilities to come into being. The outcome is not the outcome. The darkness is not an endpoint, nor is the daylight. They live in a continually, continually unfolding, mutually dependent cycle. Neither is bad or good. They simply exist. 
This practice of never assuming an experience you have as the whole story will support you in a life of open possibility and equanimity. When we obsessively focus on these events, they may appear catastrophic, but they're just a small aspect of a larger life, and the further you zoom back, the smaller each experience becomes. Zoom in and obsess. Zoom out and observe. We get to choose. When we reach an impasse, we may experience feelings of hopelessness. The ability to stay out of the story, zoom back, and see new pathways into and around a challenge will be of boundless use. If we allow this principle to work on us as we work on it, our imagination frees us from the web of personal cultural stories engulfing us. Art has the power to snap us out of our transfiction, open our minds to what's possible, and reconnect with the eternal energy that moves through all things. <sighs> he really has a way with words. I love this idea of detaching from the story of your life. Because when you think about the mind, if you have some sort of dialogue happening, a back and forth, that means there are two voices in your head, right? So one of those voices is the one that is kind of on autopilot for most of us. It is the ego. It's grounded in reality in the earth in like this physical plane. So there's a lot of fear behind it. It's, it's intended to protect us at the end of the day. It is our survival mechanism. And that other voice that is bringing us more peace and reminding us that we're safe and that it's going to be okay, that is this observer, the higher self. That is who is present when you're doing a meditation and have to remind yourself to refocus on your breath instead of that garbly nonsense that is just zipping through your brain at 400 miles per hour, the observer comes in, says, hold on, let's reset. So this is how we can kind of detach from the story of our life. We can see these two voices as distinguishable separate entities that are still divinely interconnected. But by doing this, we can almost tend to the ego as if it's a lost puppy or a child and doesn't know where it's at. It's just scared. It's just doing its best to keep your body running and working properly and keep you out of dangerous situations. And that's a beautiful thing. We need that. We need to have these protective mechanisms, but we also need to have the voice that reminds us when it's time to let go and be at peace and be open to the possibilities. I also love this idea of zooming in and zooming out depending on what we're going through. I've actually talked about this a little bit on my Instagram before I even read this section, this, uh, this chapter of this book. My friend Christy and I had talked about it in New York and ever since then it just keeps revealing itself in so many ways. The idea is that when you are feeling elated and full of life, you zoom in, you romanticize the tiny details. And then when you zoom out, you see that something that was so complex seems so simple now. You can get a bird's eye view and see, you know, we're just all a bunch of tiny little bugs crawling around on a big ball in space. Big floating rock in space. Yeehaw. Everything is connected, right? It sounds so cliche, but it's this cycle of birth, death, and regeneration. So when things don't go as planned, sure, this path may be closed off, but by breaking and branching off, 
you are stepping into this beautiful new timeline of possibility. The unknown gets birthed into existence again. Maybe you'll be introduced to so many powerful new ideas that you wouldn't have been introduced to had your original plan worked out. Sometimes we just become so obsessed and consumed by something that we're unable to create the adequate space for the next project and the next chapter to come into our, our focus. So when things don't go as planned, when you keep meeting resistance after resistance, it's not to say that you should just give up, but you should look for patterns and see what the situation is doing its best to communicate to you. Our animalistic human nature has a profound attachment to the present, which is so interesting because the majority of us spend so much time either in the past or the future, which don't really exist. The past is just memories and the future is just wishes. But we still have this tendency to focus on what's right in front of us, which can be a really good thing when we need to solve a problem immediately. It can be not a good thing though when it comes to issues like the climate crisis or like meeting a deadline that's months away and going to take us months of work, but we don't really think about it that way until we're creeping up towards the deadline if we don't plan ahead properly. So how do we cope when things don't go as planned? Something that I did last week when I was feeling really overwhelmed was that I wrote my present self a letter from my future self. I'm going to read a little bit to you right now because I want to give you guys a little glimpse into my mind. Dear Sarah, I know you're in a weird place right now, teetering between unconditional belief and self-confidence and extreme self-doubt and confusion about your next steps. Just keep going. You're so much closer to the momentum and stability you seek than you realize. I know you feel overwhelmed by the possibilities right now, and what's incredible is you have so many strengths that you can't even see right now. Don't let uncertainty get in the way of you getting started. I don't want to give you too many details about the direction you're headed because that's a spectacular journey of discovery for you to embark on. We've never been one for spoilers. I'll tell you this, your community is overflowing with abundance. And then I go a little bit deeper into the specific details of what my future self has, doing that kind of visualization exercise. But this honestly helped me so much feel a little bit calmer in the present because I truly do believe that there is a timeline where I am older and that I am able to communicate with those different timelines in a really subtle, energetic way. So strategy number one is to write a letter from your future self to your present self. Strategy number two is to adjust your expectations. If you, like me, have been challenged with perfectionism mentality, this might be a little difficult for you. I encourage you to zoom out, like I already talked about earlier, and examine the patterns in different areas of, it, of your life. Like, how are you eating in the morning? Do you feel differently after you shower? Do you notice yourself feeling tempted to go to a certain website when you're working? When do you tend to spend the most money impulsively? Do certain practices and habits help ease your stress and anxiety? Is there a relationship in your life that is causing you a lot of torment? Even if there's not a specific relationship, all relationships have their challenges, right? So is there 
a certain dynamic in one of your relationships where you say one thing and they react a certain way and it cascades into chaos. One example I can think of with me and Patrick, I'm the one who makes the bed in the morning because that's a habit that I love doing. I feel really fulfilled by it. It really helps me get started with my day. But what really throws me off is when I come into the room after I've been out of bed for a while because he's still been in bed sleeping and the bed is unmade and a mess. That triggers me because for an instance, in my brain, it's a message to myself that I couldn't complete the task that I have have a contract with myself to complete every single day. And so it's not even Patrick that's bothering me. It's the bed not being made that bothers me, but the initial instinct is to be mad at Patrick for not making the bed when it's really not Patrick at all because he knows that I like making it. So this is just a conversation that we've had to have about him letting me know when he's up so I can make the bed or like he makes the bed when I'm coming back from being out of town. Just seemingly dumb stuff like that that actually has a big impact on your life. Take a look at that and then see where you can make adjustments. And like, look at your expectations. Do you have certain expectations for yourself and your life that are ultimately going to leave you feeling drained, especially if you can't live up to them? Maybe your expectations are a little bit unrealistic because we cannot expect everything to always go perfectly as planned and there never to be any setbacks. That's just not the way the world works. Now, of course, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have expectations. We definitely should have expectations so that we can hold ourselves accountable and have that self-respect, but maybe adjust them just a little bit to be more about self-compassion than self-punishment. Journaling exercises can be really helpful for this. I find writing is always the best way for me to get my thoughts out where I can see them and they are separate from me. And keep in mind that shifting patterns in your life is not going to prevent challenges from occurring. It's simply going to give you a better toolkit to handle those challenges when they do occur. Strategy number three is great for short-term relief and long-term relief if you're practicing it regularly, but that is breath work. I love a good box breathing exercise when I need to feel focused and in control, when I start to feel like I'm spiraling out of control and my life is spiraling out of control. So just doing this simple, let's actually do it real quick. So in on four, hold, Exhale, hold, inhale, hold, exhale, hold, inhale, hold, exhale and hold, and then breathe normally. <sighs> I think that is a, a great exercise for when you need to feel like your life is in your own hands. And then after, you can just do some really big exhales, <sighs> like a lion's breath kind of vibe to release that control. Because at the end of the day, 
We can only control what we can and we can't control what we can't. Yes. Life doesn't always go as planned and that's the fun of it. So chill out, take a step back. Remember that you've got the wheel even when you don't feel like you do. You just have to recognize that you can't always control the roadblocks and the detours and the random furniture in the middle of the road, but you can control the vehicle and you can control how consistently you get your oil changed and rotate your tires and do other maintenance stuff. All of that is in your control. So do your maintenance, give yourself grace and compassion, give the journey grace and compassion. Don't see all of these challenges as happening to you and get sucked into this victim mentality of why me? Because you're not a victim. You are just another human being who is going through the same tough stuff that every single person to walk the planet goes through. Not to, again, not to invalidate your pain, your suffering, suffering. It's not a comparison game, you know? But we all have our difficulties and we are all give, gifted tasks to find solutions for. And that's how we continue to evolve as a species. With that, I am going to let you go. Stay safe out there if you are living in Florida or South Georgia. I know there's some there's some pretty nasty weather coming our way. So love and blessings. We're all divinely protected. I need to go make myself some food, I think. And honestly, take a nap. I'm tired, but <laughs> peace out. Mwah. Thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the Wellness Wave podcast. If you would like to support me and my show, I would be so grateful if you left a Spotify or iTunes review, followed me on my social channels at Slock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave pod, or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening. Until next Monday, have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves.